0: this ah, the French. but what reason? what is the charge eating a meal a succulent chinese meal oh, i'm here papa yippee-ki-yay mister
1: falcon first listen to the man the snoopy snoopy poop dog my wife hated me being a firefighter of course nine months later
0: Father! if you don't mind my saying i don't like your attitude one bit
1: inspired Six times I've now ruined my whiskey. I'm, I'm under race. i what? I just want to do whatever serves the corporation best. Oh my Good night, Mr. Johnson. Stay night. Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Recording in a private car in a very tall Ferris wheel at the Smogville World's Fair. This is World Champion Podcast. I'm your one host, Brighton. And I'm your other host, Sean. We are two gentlemen who signed a bad contract at the Smogville World's Fair. Our mission is to create the world champion of podcasts. To do so, we discuss the only things we truly understand, obscure and forgotten pop culture and other things. We talk good. We talk fast. We talk true. Let's do this. All right.
0: We should say remembered, too. It's not forgotten once we remembered it. Or is that just getting into semantics?
1: Oh, no, that's a good point. We should maybe think about this at the next staff meeting. Right. Um, That's an issue. I hope we remember this. Will you write it down on a tugboat? Right. Tugboat. (laughs) His ears actually perked up. Yeah, he's all ears. Yeah, tugboat, of course, our logo is actually here with us today. He's chewing on a bone. He he perked up, so he'll remember. He'll bark it out for us next time. Uh, What you been up to?
0: I. What have I been up to? Uh, wow, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. No, no. Well, I mean, can you talk, if you can talk about video games, you can talk about, about TV shows you've been watching, but that's like talking about going to the dentist or something, right?
1: Right. Um, It's really not that interesting, right. I'm afraid. Yeah, I was playing some Skyrim. Right. Playing. I got, uh, let's just say, through certain means, I am able to play classic Nintendo and Super Nintendo games now. Well, that's, that's cool. Through... Certain means is that? Oh, just winking into the microphone. Did that not? Well, I just some your
0: implication that you're trying to avoid. I'm confused by. Oh, I'm bootlegging some stuff. Oh, I thought you were referring to that that little nin- Nintendo you, that no one. I still can't buy one.
1: No, I don't think they exist. I don't believe in them. I made my own. You did? Well, I had it made for me. And, oh. and it's crazy because I always sit down with it. and I'm like, all right, I'm going to play this game I loved as a youth. Right. I'm going to play jackal. But because there's so many different options, like as soon as I die once, then I back out and pick another game. Hmm. So in an hour of what is supposed to be my relaxing video game time, I end up playing like 17 different games and getting frustrated because I keep dying. Yeah. It's really not a great system.
0: Well, you think about the old system when we were kids and you would go to the video store you had your 99 cents and you could rent that Nintendo game for one night. Yeah. And since every other game you'd played to death and you only owned five games. Yeah, and then you're You renting. could totally devote your night to DuckTales. Or, or yeah, or
1: Paperboy or, or whatever. Rampage. It
0: was. Right. And that, it, that, that. You really had no other choice.
1: Some of these games, too, still super fun. Yeah. Some of them uh, like, very like much. What? Uh, Well, Zelda 2 was a blast. I played that one all the way through in this epic marathon session. You won it. Yeah. Again, just recently. Wow, okay. Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. Um, Controversial side-scrolling technique. Yeah, really the only side-scrolling Zelda game. I Mm -hmm. like it, though, and it's very challenging. Um, Of course, the Mario games are still great. Uh, The first one in particular, the first Super Mario Brothers, Mm -hmm. fantastic Mega Man's, uh, I, I'm really enjoying all the Konami games, which are basically the same, like Jackal and Contra. Oh, yeah. Um, some of them are just, are just dumb. Yeah. Uh, Bubble Bobble is, is not particularly, no, it's particularly n- annoying. Not, it's not your thing. <laughs> yeah, Joust, I don't even know what the fuck Joust is.
0: <laughs> Joust is, it's like the old, old, even before Nintendo Joust.
1: Right. Yeah, Joust is super old school, and the controls—it's kind of like the physics on the the, the, the physics platforms are, is weird. Yeah, it's like trying to—it's uh, like if you and I were having a having a like a like a like a the balloon, mm-hmm. but we couldn't touch the balloon; we could only like wave real hard to try to make the balloon flow on the current. That's right. kind of how you, it is controlling your little ostrich. Right, with a knight on. Yeah. Is there a knight on the back? I think so. I mean, there's a shape. It's basically <laughs> just a shape. It might as well be a cornflake. <laughs> Might as well be three cornflakes floating around on the screen.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: why not? Yeah, who cares? So I was talking to my girlfriend, um, and for privacy's sake, we'll call her The Juice. Okay. So I was talking to The Juice, um, and she took issue with what I said last week about lie detectors. What did you say? I said that they were just bullshit and they should be dismissed. And apparently that's not true. Why is it not apparently true? Apparently there's still a uh, fairly valid... And the controversy doesn't necessarily come from the test itself, but how the data is interpreted. And In what what way? So it's, it's kind of you know, I guess it's um, I don't want to say a Rorschach. Like the like the test produces certain data, and depending on how skilled the guy administering the test is, he can interpret that data one way or another. Hmm. And he maybe can interpret it with th- the wrong kind of bias like they can use biases that come in and they say oh look yes yeah, he it jolted up here which means he's i don't know i didn't i don't, I don't here's know,
0: my I here's my my issue with with lie detectors is the they kind of from what the, the way they work from what i understand is it measures heart rate and all this t- like basically stressors when you, when you start getting stressed right yeah the problem that i have with that is that sociopaths don't get stressed out the same way people that aren't sociopaths get stressed out. So they're much more in across the board in stressful situations, much more calm. And that seems like when the lie detector test would have to work the best.
1: Yeah. So that's kind of my problem. Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like every conversation I've had in the last three weeks has been sociopath-related. That's all I care about, personally. That's all anybody cares about. No, and the juice is reading that same book you just read, too, right. The Sociopath Next Door. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's so weird that these disgusting slimeball people are gifted with like almost superhero it's, powers. Right. It's like they're X-Men. It's Yeah, it really is. It's like, it's like a blessing. They almost have mind control. Right. Because they can basically like pick out people that will be susceptible to their tactics. Right. And then do their weird little... Manipulations. Yeah. And you it. don't have to go too far. All you got to do is like take your average sociopath and then give them a big bright collar. Mm-hmm. And they're like a cartoony supervillain.
0: Right. It's crazy. It's, it's, the thing that's even more unnerving is it sounds like it doesn't take a lot to trick your average human. You just have to basically say, you and I are a lot alike. <laughs> you have to do this kind of relate to them slightly, yeah. and that apparently works 99% of the time, right? I guess so, yeah. So, I think I, the, the only thing that, that really appeals to me is it sounds like they sleep like babies. Sounds like they're not troubled by anything.
1: They're not troubled by the horrible deeds they commit, but I think they're rarely satisfied. Wait, right. What am I talking about? I'm never satisfied either. I know. I was, so I was what does it say, matter? I was going to say, okay. I was like, unlike me, <laughs> they're usually never happy in life.
0: Yeah, I, I just, it just sounds, it sounds like it's kind of like being a vampire, where there's some really bad things about it, but there's also kind of some cool things about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I wouldn't have that when I watched an interview for, with the vampire for the first time. I remember not having that big of issue with Tom Cruise's character. I felt like he made a lot of really valid points, and he's supposed to sort of be the bad guy in it. I guess he's oh, kind yeah. of an anti-hero, maybe.
1: But Brad Pitt's the hero in that. You know what's weird too like I get stressed if like a stranger at the store if I perceive that they might be upset with me for some right. reason. Right, like two days, like it's totally like. A Seinfeld or Larry David thing, like, mm-hmm. two days later, like, God, was I too rude when I went to the self-checkout? And you're laying up at night. This is the middle of the night. Yeah, and these people can, like, steal thousands of dollars from their own own family, then mm-hmm. they just don't even care.
0: They're, they're, they 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 blame their father for a crime. Their father goes to jail instead of them. And that yeah. night, they're just get their full eight hours, wake rested, feeling
1: they, great. They wake up rested and thinking, who can I just destroy today? Right. Yeah. That does sound a lot like having a superpower. Yeah. Maybe that's what all these these
0: villains that don't really have much powers. A lot of aren't most are most Batman villains. I guess the Joker, besides having makeup on or maybe skin that's white, yeah, he basically sounds like he doesn't have much of superpowers at all. He's yeah. just he's just a sociopath sleeping like a baby in Arkham Asylum <laughs> yeah, exactly. at night. He's he, that's what the power of the mind when you're rested is really what it's about. Like you take away the moral kind of framework of what these people are doing. They're really getting a lot accomplished because of that eight hours of
1: sleep. So if we could somehow unlock the secret to getting eight hours of sleep. Right. Of guilt-free sleep. Guilt-free sleep. Then we could also accomplish things, but with less sinister ends. You could literally take on superheroes. You could literally, like, hold down a job. Right. Get to places on time. Right. Eat Right. Uh, be nice to people. Be nice
0: to people. Make a lot of money. Be super fit. All of that stuff.
1: If, if you accomplish just goals?
0: Accomplish every goal. And accomplish resolutions, too. Every year you make New Year's resolutions, they become things you never have to worry about again because you accomplish them. Right. This is all from eight hours of guilt-free sleep. That's the trick.
1: That's the sociopath's mm-hmm. real secret.
0: Sociopaths hate it. It's like, <laughs> Here's a trick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> The one big trick Ed Gain doesn't want you to know: <laughs> yeah, exactly. eight hours of sleep, <laughs> guilt-free sleep. I know you got to click so many times through that. Mm-hmm. I want you to just click. But there's one secret they all have in common. <laughs> yeah. How do they manage to bury seventy-two <laughs> people in one summer? Right. That's right. That's a, that's that's the power power of the human body and how mind. do they compose such long mm-hmm. manifestos that they send to the newspaper? Right.
0: And how do they, they keep it up? How do you do a full-time job and then go out at night all night trying to find people to kill you yeah. gotta you gotta really work hard
1: at that you know so Zodiac should actually be called z zodiac <laughs> right <laughs> 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 which would be I'd say that'd be a great name for the
0: book we're gonna to write, but then I don't think if you put Z's on the cover that would be a great marketing idea like this book is really boring Zodiac <laughs> Zodiac.
1: I'd still read it. I kinda like that. The secret of the z- yeah. zodiac.
0: How to how to live like the zodiac. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a self help book. Yeah, or how to succeed like in the <laughs> zodiac succeed, way.
1: How to succeed the zodiac way.
0: Yeah. A guide to accomplishing your goals. And the first page just makes it clear. You take out what they're actually doing with the with the energy they have and just look at it in a more abstract way. Yeah. Forget that they're killing children. Just remember that they're accomplishing so much in one twenty four hour day and you can too. With a full, with your three Z's. <laughs> three Z's. <laughs> the three
1: E-Z-Z way of Zodiac. <laughs> just become your best self. Yeah. Your Zodiac self.
0: Right. It's not, it's not our job to judge the dreams you, you want to accomplish. Just keep dreaming.
1: Man, every week I just feel like we're in the wrong industry, the wrong business. We're mm-hmm. pursuing the wrong thing. I guess that's why. I mean, it's the sleep thing. But right. We have we, so many wonderful ideas. We do. And we just never get to them.
0: That one, yeah, that one is a really good. One, I think.
1: Um, so Valentine's Day just happened for our American listeners. I don't know if it's a global holiday or not. Is this is is
0: when did Valentine's Day come to be? Is this a actually some kind of greeting card company trick?
1: Is this trickery? Well, it doesn't every saint have a day. I think so. Because it's Saint Valentine's Day. I mean, if we, you know, there's always like feasts and stuff where Italians are marching around. And right. Um, Aren't there a lot of
0: saints, though? I think there's lots of saints. Right, I
1: think every day has some kind of saint. Some kind
0: of saint, okay.
1: Um, And then there's the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. That's a thing. That's not what we're celebrating,
0: I imagine, when when we get together and get the heart-shaped cookies and the flowers. I
1: thought it was because so many guys got shot in the heart. Yeah, that's what the dozen (laughs)
0: dozen roses represent hearts, little hearts. Yeah,
1: the dozen. That no longer beat. (laughs) Yeah, right? I guess it's... uh, I don't know. I don't feel like. Yeah, let's not even
0: look it up. Let's just. So Valentine's Day, you decided to to do some stuff on Valentine's stuff.
1: Yeah. Me and the juice went to the covered wagon restaurant here in Smogville, which uh, have you been there? It's really cool. I love theme restaurants. This Mm -hmm. one, it's actually outside. It's a uh, it's actually a wagon train from the late 1800s. It was a group of pioneers trying to get out of Smogville. Um, Smogville was already settled. Mm-hmm. They were just trying to get to Reno, I think.
0: Right. They just wanted to go on a vacation. They just wanted a better I, life. Yeah, from what, what I understand.
1: Because even back then, Smogville was, it's not what it is today, but it was still pretty awful. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they made it about 12 miles out of town and got stuck right. in quicksand.
0: Right to the city limits. They almost got out. Their their wagons got trapped in the quicksand. Then there was some sort of blizzard, I think. They circled the wagons and then tried to hunker down for the weekend.
1: Yeah, but uh, by Sunday morning, it was Cannibalism. All right, they, everyone, they they had eaten
0: almost everyone, and it was just—it's one of those things that they could have, they could have probably waited. It had only been about one day since they'd eaten, but everyone just looked so so delicious.
1: Yeah, they they jumped the gun. I mean, that's the that's the famous uh, lesson mm. they teach the school kids here in Spago. Right, they, they even.
0: Name that menu item, Jump the Gun.
1: Well, that's why, yeah, Jump the Gun. And then they have, in school, they have the feast of the covered wagons where for a whole week the kids aren't supposed to eat right? to, to get used to it. Right, and then they imagine it's only been one day. Yeah. It's cool. um, but no, it's cool. You can actually go eat in the covered wagons. There's are still I know, The there. actual
0: wagons, they've really held up well, I,
1: I should say. No, they're okay. They're a little splintery. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's really fun. There's coyotes that just kind of wander in and out. Mm-hmm. Uh, bobcats that. It's, it's, oh, it's so much fun trying to protect your food from a bobcat.
0: Right. And it's, it's kind of a fun guessing game because you don't, they do have some set pieces to make it look more old west. And so you don't know if you're going to grab a real cactus or just a rubber cactus.
1: And I still don't know what was up with the shootout. Right. I'd, I thought the participants would be dressed like cowboys. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it, seem, it seemed like a strange kind of modern take on a shootout.
1: Yeah, it was really odd. I, I don't know. It almost ruined my dessert. Mm-hmm. And yeah, all the menu items have pun names. It was really fun. Yeah, jump the jump
0: the gun casserole, Delicious. jump the gun
1: casserole. <laughs> yeah, the uh, <laughs> you know the the if you order your steak well done, they call it the man flesh.
0: Right. Yeah, I guess I guess they they do have a lot. It, it's it's a blast if you think.
1: Uh, cannibal humor is is just really great. If cannibal humor is your style, and specifically puns, yeah, specif- if you love puns and cannibal humor, mm-hmm. yeah, but. it's lovely. Uh, did you do anything?
0: Um, oh yeah, I did. I slept in a, an abandoned school bus. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nope, nothing for Valentine's. Yeah, there is a hot springs, and they have a row of of school buses that they've turned into like mini weird cabins. School buses? School buses, yeah. There was probably 10 of them.
1: I know that... Yeah, there's something where I know there's like uh, old uh, Airstream trailers and stuff. They, no, these are not that? This is just a school are, bus? These are
0: rusty, broken down school you buses. You just roll out a
1: sleeping bag? So this is not like a resort?
0: No, the, it's kind of cool. It's, it's, not, it's not a roll out a sleeping bag. It's more like they've... Gosh, how would you describe it? Like inside of the school bus, they, there's a bed. They set it up to sleep in, then there's you know a little there's things to put your your bags on and and they have a a power strip in there that they have an extension cord running to each school bus <laughs> so there was like a mini, a mini little space heater in there and then a, a bed and it, it, but there was also a steering wheel and a, a rear view mirror and they ha they, they all the school buses have just drapes all over all the windows
1: and stuff. For when things get a little steamy. For
0: when the school bus is a-rockin'.
1: Yeah. If you thought the hot springs were steamy, wait till you get inside the school bus. Right.
0: So that was, that was actually a lot of fun. More fun than I imagined sleeping in a broken-down school bus would be. Maybe exactly. because I did out of choice instead of your, li- your <laughs> life is taking a lot of, of bad turns. having to take shelter. Yeah. Right. Like, you're just really, really down on your luck.
1: So this wasn't an into-the-wild situation.
0: It it well. I mean, it was like no one no one likes a tourist. That's what you are. You're a tourist (laughs) in that lifestyle. Yeah, because I could leave anytime I wanted to and go back to a house. But but then you know, I wouldn't starve to death.
1: Like (laughs) yeah, (laughs) spoiler like the end of Into the Wild. Yeah. Well, speaking of wrestling. Right. We've got a lot of wrestling stuff to talk about, I think. We mentioned a couple of weeks ago that we were going to be attending a show. That's right. Uh, front row tickets to WWE, Road to WrestleMania, Raw Live at the Maverick Center. It was fantastic. Oh, my God. It was amazing. Uh, uh, I it was, can't believe how much fun that was. It's
0: so worth it to buy. To, this is Wrestling's one of those things where paying for the front row, it really is worth it.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, because we were so obnoxious. I don't know. I feel like... Kind of our goal was to get interaction from the wrestlers. That's why you get front row tickets. So yell at them. And and it's part of the the shtick, too. We're not like yelling at a guy trying to concentrate on throwing a fastball. No. And we only yelled at the bad guys, and and we kept it clean. Yep. We didn't bring up any sort of personal stuff that we might have known about their real lives. Mm -hmm. My, my, My stuff was mostly limited to...
0: You're a jerk!
1: Right, right. Boo! And giving the thumbs down gesture.
0: Yeah, a lot of booing. That's what I was surprised when I saw a little clip of someone had recorded on their phone. That yeah. We were really, really
1: booing. Yeah. Like but, literally but saying boo. Boo! But just the <laughs> bad guys. Yeah.
0: And then you cheer on the good guys. It was
1: it was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. And we got to see all our favorite superstars. Big Show got F5'd by Brock Lesnar. Right. That was. Paul Heyman was there. It
0: was. It was an action-packed show, and it felt, the second half especially, really felt, felt magic.
1: Charlotte did her little cartwheel right yeah. in
0: front of us. The women's match is awesome. So good. Dana Brooke it, told us to shut up. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else yelled? I, I feel like Nia Jax yelled at us, too.
1: Yeah, Nia Jax yelled something about taking pictures. Yeah. I, didn't, I couldn't hear. Yeah. That was the thing. A lot of them, I couldn't hear any of the uh, speeches anyone was making. Mm-hmm which is fine cuz i'm sure there wasn't anything real groundbreaking there. Right. Probably saving their good material for TV.
0: Right, or just practicing new material. Yeah. Being being a wrestler is you have to be so talented at so many things. Yeah. You have to sort of be a stand-up comedian, which there that is just that that in itself is a an, an art that people spend lifetimes trying to master. Just that.
1: Yeah, you have to be a motivational speaker, stand-up comedian, athlete, actor, ballerina.
0: Uh, yeah, there's probably more I'm not thinking of.
1: Uh, but the big, the main event ended up being Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn, mm-hmm. which uh, in, a, in a Salt Lake City street fight, they were throwing each other through tables. It was insane. They were hitting each other with kendo sticks, chairs. But, yeah, they went through three tables. Three, yeah. l-
0: you, you're lucky you get
1: one table. And power bombing through double chair contraptions. Yeah.
0: That was good. But then the real, the real action was, was afterwards.
1: Yeah, so well, Kevin Owens, universal champion, he is a big fat guy mm-hmm. in a t-shirt and basketball shorts. Right. Um, hilariously entertaining. He's the longest-running universal champion. Of all time. Of all time, yeah. And uh, really a jerk. Mm-hmm. And basically, that's what we were saying, is you're, you're a jerk, Kevin. Oh, yeah. Boo. Um, Sami Zayn is the ska-themed wrestler. Mm-hmm. And so I was dressed in my ska-themed outfit. That's right. And, um, and Kevin comes up and does like a little mock skank dance mm-hmm. and then does the suck it crotch up gesture and aims it at my brother or something. Right. Um, but then at the end, so Kevin Owens wins, grabs the belt, comes...
0: First order of business. Oh, yeah.
1: First order of business come, rolls out of the ring, It comes straight at me. Mm-hmm. And I was freaked out. I don't like people coming at me I don't like right. people looking me in the eyes, coming straight at me. And I'll, I'll, angry. Angry. And I just remember being like, is this really happening? <laughs> he was like a foot away from me. There's right. a picture where he's a foot away from me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, now his best friend, Chris Jericho, wasn't there. So I was saying, I said, my best friends are all here. Where's yours? Mm-hmm. And he held the belt up in my face and he said, you will never have what I have. Mm-hmm. And then he was just kind of quiet staring at me. And I was like, wait, is this supposed to be a dialogue or now what? Yeah. And then he walked away and said, enjoy being a virgin forever.
0: Yes, it was. It was amazing. It was such an incredible moment because that's what you dream of. Yeah, is to be singled out out of out of the whole crowd, out of and it, I mean, I guess he could only yell at the front row, but even out of the whole front row, yeah, to come to our group, he, he called us effing losers. Yeah, but he said the actual word. I, I gasped. Because yeah. we were keeping it clean.
1: No, my, my virginal ears don't need to hear that.
0: He's, yeah, he, he called us losers and then came back later. Spe- he's, Brighton specifically rubbed him the wrong way.
1: Well, I kept screaming, where's your best friend? Boo, right. you're a jerk. I was dressed like the guy who was fighting. It's true. And I don't know. Like, I, I want to think that had something to do with it, but maybe he couldn't even tell.
0: I think he, he just walked towards the loudest booing yeah. and then maybe singled out someone. Yeah. Because he... Because we were like I said, when I watched that video, I was shocked how much we were booing. We were really belting it out. <laughs> we
1: really were. We were letting them have
0: it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was like a, a beacon for him to come straight to us. Yeah. So
1: there was this famous thing that went viral where this mom was so upset, because um, uh, you know they talked about how they always buy tickets to shows and right. watch the show every week, and all the and they had front row tickets and all the wrestlers were really nice, and then Kevin Owens yelled at the kid, uh-huh. and then the kid got sad and. But it's like if they watch the show every week and go to the events, they know that he's a bad guy,
0: right? And he's a re- and he's consistent. Yeah, he's a dick. He's always be- being uh, just an awful person.
1: Yeah, making fun of everybody. Well, and the most awful thing happened just this week. Oh, it broke my, gosh. my heart.
0: Oh, there many hearts were broken.
1: I've watched it ten times. I get sad. I don't get quite teary
0: mm-hmm. like
1: I do at the beginning of uh, the Star Trek reboot, right? Where I cry, mm-hmm. but. Um, So Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho have been best friends for...
0: Forever. For as long as I can remember.
1: BFFs. For as long as I can remember. Going back, perhaps, as far back as September. Right.
0: Best friends. And then this past Monday was the Festival of Friendship.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which is amazing. (laughs) <laughs> How would you describe? <laughs> I'm just so excited that there's people listening who have no idea about wrestling, and then they're hearing these, this nonsense we're spewing out there. No, it's this it's, is why we love it. This is why
0: we love it because That's why we love the it. The storyline for the last six months is these two wrestlers are best friends. Yeah, and lately one of the, the one of the guys, Chris Jericho, has been more into the friendship than the other.
1: Which I think we can all relate to that.
0: We can all relate to that, and he's From just both sides, and he's just trying to keep that that person as his best friend. And so they, he's helped he's helped uh, Kevin out in, in matches. He's interrupted and done that stuff. And now he's thrown the festival of friendship, where he gives <laughs> he gives him gifts, art sculptures. He he got gave he him has, that. He
1: has dancers
0: and showgirls, mm-hmm. and uh, and then a real heartfelt. It, it, it almost made me uncomfortable, it was so heartfelt, yeah, telling it, Kevin how much his friendship meant to him. And because, how
1: he'll always have his back, and he thinks of him as a brother, and the right. last few months have been the best moment of his career.
0: That would be so hard for me to say to, say to someone, seriously, even acting, I, I think I'd have a hard time saying something that sincere.
1: I don't think I could say that to someone sincerely alone in a room. Yeah. you alone in a bus or whatever, mm-hmm. much less in an arena on live TV.
0: With a tiny, shiny fedora on. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, and while wearing a sparkly fedora, of course.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and then the, uh, Chris has had the list of Jericho where he put, you, you, you go on that list,
1: you don't want to be on that list. No, if you cross him, you end up on the list. Yeah, you write you, your name down on a list. You write
0: your name on a list. And so Kevin gave Chris a new list.
1: Oh, it's so, and he's so happy, he's, open the, he's unwrapping his present, mm-hmm. he grins real big, and he goes, oh, what a perfect gift, it's a new list. All right. And then quiet pause while his smile slowly fades. How come my name's on here? Mm-hmm. Then he holds up the clipboard, and it doesn't say the list of Jericho, it says the list of KO. The L- list of Kevin Owens.
0: And then right when the realization sinks in, Kevin viciously attacks his ex-best friend, Chris Jericho.
1: It was basically our generation's red wedding.
0: It really was. And there, there's reaction videos online of people being shocked. And there are, you're, you're brought to tears. People are screaming. I yeah. was screaming. I couldn't believe it.
1: Well, I'm glad I hadn't read the book, so I didn't see it coming. Right.
0: I hadn't either, so, which, I mean, a lot of people brag about reading those, those wrestling books. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they're like a 1,000 pages long, right? And there's so many characters. There's so many. <laughs> yeah, so so complicated.
1: So many, un- so many loose plot threads that never get right. included. Right.
0: And so, that, yeah, I hadn't read it. I was shocked, and, and it, it's really upsetting. But it it made me think about just kind of the nature of friendship as an adult. Yeah. When you're a little kid, we've talked about this. You basically say, you like Spider-Man? I like Spider-Man. Yeah. We're friends now, right? Your house
1: is close enough to walk to? Mm-hmm. We're best friends now.
0: Right. And so, and then I feel like when you're in your 20s, there's really that gang mentality. We're a gang. Our, our, our crew. And it'll get yeah. big. This will include, you know, 20 different people that you all get together every weekend.
1: And you, you, yeah. And you kind of make, you do, you do get this pseudo gang thing with it. Like, right. oh, my crew.
0: Right. And then, Where would I be
1: without my crew? And then You with make it, little speeches that your friend's giving about your crew.
0: Right, exactly. And then within that, there are still uh, f- people that you consider closer friends. And there's still, yeah. even as an adult there's still this weird concept of the best friend, which is such a weird thing if you think about it. Yeah. Because it's it's ranking your friendships, which are these ethereal weird things. They're, well,
1: they're interactions with a, another person, you know? Right. And there's always... Um, I particularly related to this Jericho Kevin Owens thing because I have had um, the best friend title bestowed upon me by people. hmm the where I didn't necessarily want it, right? Where someone just comes out and tells you, like, "Oh, you're my best friend," mm-hmm. and then and you get uh, like some social, basically some sociopath tells you that, right, right, and you get all caught you up. You and I, it.
0: we're a lot alike.
1: We're a lot alike. <laughs> you're my best friend. I sure I'm glad I can count on you. And then you walk away out like, "Oh yeah, I'm a best friend." And then later you're like, "Wait, what the fuck? I don't I don't like you that much." Mm-hmm. Wait, what do you mean you're calling me at two a.m. Come on, call me back. You're my best friend. <laughs> I need your help right now. That's what best friends do. And you're trying to get guilt-free sleep. Right. I'm just you trying want, to get some guilt-free you sleep. You want eight hours of guilt-free sleep. And I'm, I'm waking up at midnight worried about my best friend mm-hmm. who who doesn't even live in this state anymore <laughs> and needs me to call them to get them out of a jam. Right, right. Because that's what best friends do for each other. Yeah, so, so there, and then I feel... I feel like, the, you,
0: you move on from the group, and things, you know, life starts really catching up, where things that people swear they'd never do starts happening. Like, oh, you get a house in the suburbs or
1: whatever, you know? Oh, yeah, totally. You have, you have twins. You, yeah. You sell your motorcycle. And then, yeah,
0: and then there's this big drift. And so, watching this friendship fall apart and watching it be sort of one-sided, I just started just kind of thinking about all these different friendships i would had and have, and which ones are stronger and 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 just i don't it's such a weird relatable thing yeah that i couldn't believe was coming from this goofy wrestling show
1: for that for you're relating to either the fat guy in the basketball shorts right. or the guy in the sparkly fedora and you, and you can sort of relate to both of them is what you, yeah. it's a the beautiful thing cuz that's how well done it was too is kevin owens despite being such a jerk he seemed pretty Stressed out by the whole thing. He did. It wasn't just like two dimensional. Like I am evil. Right. He was like, uh,
0: yeah. It, I just. I guess the, the the question of why is is yeah. what, what I'm left with.
1: Well, I think Jericho's speech about, um, you know, you you beat this guy because of me. You beat the. You that's know, what I, I think. The it whole is thing too. is Kevin has to do it on his own, right, once and for all.
0: Okay, I'm glad we're gonna agree. It's yeah. th- That's my main theory is that Kevin. Yeah. You can't interfere. He's never going to prove that he's this great man if someone is helping him every time he needs to prove himself. Yeah. Which is kind of a noble thing, even though Kevin Owens is a bad guy. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, it's like, it is kind of a hero's journey in this weird, twisted
1: way. It'd be interesting if real life friendships always ended with them beating you up in front of a bunch of people, though. Right. And I guess occasionally they do. I haven't had a friendship end that. I know I've had a couple friendships end that have almost, 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 almost almost come. (laughs) What if, uh, like, what if you and me are hanging out? Like, we we record the podcast and we're like, hey, let's go get, let's go get a slice of pizza, right? And we get there, and then I, you sit down, and but I pick up my chair and hit you with it, right? And just that's it, and then then
0: then, throw me around the pizza parlor a little bit, yeah,
1: like, like
0: throw some uh, pour a drink on me at the end, and then you just walk out, storm out.
1: out. I walk out while music plays. Well my favorite right. song plays, well, your favorite
0: song plays. That I guess it's really the opposite of a passive aggressive friendship ending, which is most most friendships end in a very very passive aggressive. Yeah, way. Yeah, they
1: end with rumor spreading,
0: right? Or just pat, pat, just ignoring someone. You you're not returning their calls or whatever. Yeah, which is a very cowardly way of saying, I don't want to be friends with you. You're, yeah. st- you're still sort of wasting their time if they're under the impression you're friends. Yeah, And, and so to beat up your friend is sort of, again, a, the most noble way you can end a friendship. So it's kind of
1: admirable. It's direct. It's
0: totally admirable. There's no question the friendship's over. There's no rumors. There's no weird gossiping to make yourself feel better or something. You literally just beat the shit out of someone and it's, that's it. Yeah. It almost seems like... Uh, I this almost seems like something that would happen on Seinfeld, the discussion of how yeah. beating I'm up I'm sick someone. of it. Yeah. Let's
1: be direct. You just beat them up, you know? Or, or like Jerry at the beginning. Like,
0: yeah, it would be a you Jerry. You hit him with
1: a chair, you move on. No, it is. It's, it's yeah. a Jerry
0: stand-up bit for sure. It's in, in between
1: act one and act two. Why don't you call anymore? You never return my tax. How come we don't get dinner? No, none of that. <laughs> hit him with a chair and never get on up. with your life. You, you've got
0: things to do. I've got things to do. Hit them. Go do your things. <laughs> it would be. It would be. Yeah. That's that's. And so yeah. So I guess. Gosh, as this goes on, I'm getting less and less upset with Kevin Owens.
1: Yeah, he did what he had to do. He kind of did. Yeah, Chris a little bit of a leech. It's interesting. Um, Thing back to to Kevin Owens and the show we went to. Um, we met Daniel Bryan earlier this year, and he inducted us into the plaid shirt club.
0: Right. Th- again, he said, hey, yeah. the plaid
1: shirt club. Yeah. So we're in the plaid shirt club with, with, with Daniel, Daniel Bryan, Bryan.
0: Just the three of us.
1: And we're feuding with Kevin Owens. Oh, we are. We have a feud. We are feuding. We're l- and Yeah, literally. Yeah. Wow.
0: That's Awesome.
1: Yeah, we're two for two. I know. and that, making out like bandits.
0: That's friendship right there. We're friends with Daniel Bryan. We're not friends.
1: Yeah, we're not with, friends with Kevin, Kevin Owens. Owens. Hopefully Daniel never hits us with a chair, but that's better than just ignoring our texts. Yeah. Well, it's not going to come to that. No, not the Plaid Shirt Club. Not the Plaid Shirt cl- Club. The plaid Shirt Club's different.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, speaking of obscure and forgotten pop culture, and speaking of wrestling, and speaking of best friends, Okay. Are you familiar with the uh, television drama from 1991 called Tag Team? I wasn't until, I think, yesterday. Yeah. You made me aware. Tag Team, it aired once on ABC, Mm -hmm. uh, starring Jesse the Body Ventura and Rowdy Roddy Piper. And they look great.
0: I did watch the first few minutes of it. Yeah,
1: they look great. They're shirtless. And they're in like their prime. 60% they're... of the time. Yeah. I never realized Rowdy Roddy Piper was that big.
0: I didn't either. I,
1: I only really know him for his more late 90s stuff, when he just really looked like a regular dude in a t-shirt. Yeah. But he was ripped, and he had a bizarre haircut. Mm-hmm. He's got hair like... Uh, it's cool. It's kind of like, kinda like, like a, He-Man. N- yeah, or No Country for Old Men.
0: Yeah, kind of like, yeah, like the bad guy in No Country for Old Men. Yeah. But I, I've always thought he had cool hair.
1: Um, This whole thing's on YouTube, and the nice thing about it is um, it's dubbed from a VHS and saw as the commercials. So it was on some local Pittsburgh station.
0: It's funny how things turn out. Yeah. When I was a kid recording stuff with VHS, I would go through painstaking processes to cut out commercials.
1: I had two VCRs hooked up to each other. Right. So I could tape something off TV and then dub it to another tape.
0: I would do that too and cut out all the commercials. Yeah. And now, if you have six hours of television recorded from 1990, that is the most enjoyable mm-hmm. time you could spend. You almost yeah. fast-forward through the show to see the commercials.
1: Because, you know, Mad About You is on DVD. You don't need your Mad About You VHS collection. Right. You want those commercials.
0: It's always cool when you watch old commercials and big stars pop up in them. Like I, I watched... God, maybe I was even watching an old... I was watching some YouTube collection of old commercials. That's what it was, which are are great. If you haven't done that and you're bored, you should check it out. (laughs) Yeah, It's very weirdly enjoyable.
1: Probably extra enjoyable if you're particularly relaxed. Right. Yeah.
0: That's true. Yeah. But I watched, I think it was a Honey Nut Cheerios commercial from about 1988. (laughs) Yeah, that's the one. Uh, Tugboats on the loose.
1: You said Cheerios. He loves Cheerios. He loves
0: Cheerios. He's going to get himself a bowl of Cheerios. Yeah.
1: you can have some. Uh, it's a
0: Honey Nut Cheerios commercial, and it is young Keanu Reeves eating the Cheerios.
1: Oh, cool! And it, I was like, "Holy cow!" And commercial acting is the most humiliating. Is it of anything? But yeah, because they're like, like I always watch that when, like the Pepto-Bismol commercials where they have to mime having diarrhea. Right. And I'm thinking, this is going on their resume. Right. They're like sitting in a waiting room like, well, I just did. And they're talking like, yeah, I just did a Pepto commercial. I played the diarrhea person.
0: I think I would love that. I've always dreamed if I have no delusions that I'm going to be like George Clooney. Yeah. But I had this, this dream. I would be an actor, but I would only do like diarrhea commercials, <laughs> play the pervert on Law & Order SVU, you know. Yeah. And just, and just go for like more character roles that are weirdly
1: humiliating. Because commercials always have people being completely humiliated. Right. Like, not acting like humans. Like, they're microwaving a lean cuisine mm-hmm. and then doing the macarena in the kitchen. Right. <laughs> Stuff like that, you know?
0: My, dream, my <laughs> dream specifically is when I'm an old man, I really want to be in some kind of adult diaper commercial. <laughs> I just, I, I think that would be, that's been a weird goal of mine. So... So you say humiliating, but I sort of think if you were going in it with the right attitude, that would be really fun to only do like genital herpes, you know, prescription commercials and all that stuff. Because I think about those. Yeah, there's one I saw about that was some kind of uh, herpes cream, and it's just this woman just talking talking about it.
1: And I yeah, she's like I I'm talking about how busy she is right. She's like, so I don't have time for herpes treatment.
0: Right. And, and, I, and, and you're really, if you're the, f- if you're the protagonist in a, in a herpes commercial, medication commercial, and there's no other actors in it besides maybe a boyfriend at the end that walks in. Yeah. But I don't know if he's aware or unaware. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully he didn't
1: hear her talking. Right. <laughs> talking to the air. Who are you talking to? I, I, Why are you walking around your apartment talking about herpes to yeah. nobody? Wait, wait a minute.
0: Do you have herpes? <laughs> Maybe that's how she starts the conversation. Yeah. It's with a weird commercial pantomime. indirect, yeah. That kind of a passive-aggressive way to do it. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, I was just filming an imaginary commercial, but we should talk.
1: I want to be in the band of uh, middle-aged guys in silk shirts playing in a barn and singing about Viagra. (laughs)
0: I love that. The Viva, Viva. <laughs> yeah. Good. And I love that
1: they're all looking at each other and grinning, Viva. like, like we're really in a groove now. We're jamming now, man.
0: I love. I'm so glad you brought that up out of the blue. I love. I love that commercial. The Viva
1: yeah, because
0: it looks like they're all having a lot of fun in that band. Yeah, it made me think that would be the best group of guys, man. You got every you Saturday all have- afternoon,
1: you get together. Someone brings their upright bass.
0: Right. You got the little. Uh, What's the thing that I love seeing? I, I accidentally went to a, like a bluegrass festival one time. I <laughs> oh, to, I did that too It There was once. like a weird bar, and the bar was connected to this, this weird old-timey. And it was, and there was lots of weird instruments. Like I yeah. literally didn't think people played jugs. Yeah. There's someone in the band playing a jug.
1: The washboard. And, uh, the
0: washboard. Yeah. That's my favorite member of a, one of those kind of jug bands. I don't know what you call them. It's not quite bluegrass. Is, is it called jug? Jug music? Jug band. Yeah, a jug band is a phrase. Is it? Yeah. But, I mean, that's such a, like, you see that? I, I think I just associate it with Chuck E. Cheese or something. I don't yeah. know what. But I just love seeing those in bands. And if you're singing about your boners with your <laughs> buddies, <laughs> you're all grinning. You're all, you're all getting laid. I mean, I, you know, why not? Yeah.
1: So the washboard guy, do you think he's always played the washboard? I don't still. Or did he, like, could he just not keep time? And they're like, look, we really like you, Jimmy. So he's the equivalent of the. But you're the, just you're off the rhythm.
0: That's like the jug band equivalent of the rapping guy in 311. Because <laughs> yeah. most 311 songs are is that mellow tall guy singing. Yeah. And so that other guy, the little like rapping guy, just Who does, da- like one verse. He just kind of dances around. Yeah. If you watch videos, there's some videos oh, where yeah, I think so he just dances the whole time. He's He's yeah. do- he's doing less than Flava Flav. Yeah. So that's sort of like. If you want to put it in 311 terms, that's what the the washboard guy is—is is the little rapping guy in 311.
1: <laughs> the little rapping guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else. I don't think yeah. he I
0: think he shakes a little. Uh, what are they called? That tambourine. You have to
1: when you're when you're a, a secondary vocalist when you're not singing. You've got to just get a tambourine. Mm-hmm. And that's also humiliating. That's as humiliating as playing diarrhea victim in a Pepto commercial. Right. Thing. I'll just stand here and. Just...
0: I think if you're in the position of the the guy playing the washboard or the jug, or you're rapping in kind of a reggae rock band, <laughs> like you got to fight for real estate. Because mm-hmm. I imagine that the, the parts of him rapping, rapping in like an alternative rock song that's very 90s. As 311 moved into you know, the post-911 world, they, he had to really make sure he was important in the band. Yeah, I bet so, there's he's, a lot so he's of probably running and getting him cups of coffee.
1: He's probably forming alliances too with the drummer. He's like, you know, we need more drum solos, don't you think? He, he's like prob- more drum solos and also more rapping. <laughs> right, right, totally. He's, he's always suggesting
0: more rap verses in it. He's like, why don't you sing a verse and then I rap? Like we go back and forth, and I rap a verse. And he's like, well, I was thinking this is more of just kind of a jam it's, song. Yeah, this is
1: more of like, why a, don't just you just go land. get
0: get me a cappuccino? You know how I like it. <laughs> He's like, hey, producer, you're my best friend. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he must be bringing all the weed to the sessions.
1: Yeah, they definitely. It must be like, man, definitely.
0: He's, he's just showing up with drugs every day. Because what is he doing when they're in the, re- the record studio? Like, recording? Oh, like, what yeah. is he doing? He's doing nothing. He's running, getting chicken nuggets no, for and
1: him. He, he's, yeah, he's hooking up the PlayStation.
0: Right. He's probably giving them little f- foot rubs and <laughs> yeah. stuff.
1: Well, they're trying to just really nail the guitar solo. Right. And he's just thinking, man, this is needs some rapping over it. See, what you, know what's
0: missing is more rapping. You wouldn't be able to enjoy being in a being a rock star because the the joy of being a rock star is doing whatever you want and you don't care. Yeah. Because everyone is making money off you, so they want to keep you happy. Yeah. But <laughs> he's sort of the opposite. He's got to always be in a good mood. He can't like piss off the other guys in the band because because you really have to justify
1: your existence. You know. Oh, You know what? I just uh, I just just came over the wire, a new list of uh, 2017's worst jobs in America. (laughs) Let's see, radio DJ, journalist, enlisted soldier, logger. No, yeah, there we go, rap guy in 311.
0: New number one.
1: It's the new number one. Always always worried about your job. Yeah, job,
0: you're worried about the future of your job.
1: And frankly, if if you're an aspiring rap guy in 311, there's just no market for you. Yeah, there's no jobs out there. They already have one, and if they get rid of them, they're not going to replace them. Right.
0: The thing, and that's really, it's really sad because 311 has probably been a band for 25 years now. So he's yeah. never, in 25 years, he jumps every time his phone rings. <laughs>
1: when he sees a text.
0: Yeah, every he time. He sees a
1: text from Nick Hexum that says, hey, man, what you up to? Can you meet?
0: <laughs> hey, let's get coffee. I want to talk to you about something.
1: Oh, God. And then
0: that morning, his
1: hands are shaking. He's checking his bank accounts. Like, yeah, no, <laughs> He's calling, like. He's calling Lincoln Park and asking if they still have their rap guy.
0: Right, right. He's
1: texting just, Chester from Lincoln Park yeah, and saying, casually. How are things with you and Mike?
0: He's probably making he's probably logging into all the social media to make sure they haven't changed the password.
1: <laughs> he's up, like, oh, it's still Puff Puff Give
0: Puff Puff Give 420.
1: Thank God. Let's see, long, long are the Long Beach dub all stars touring anytime soon. <laughs> Sublime with Rome. Shit, I should have been Rome. Oh, man, poor guy. There's going to be a day where
0: he shows up and there's not a single rap line in the entire album. Maybe it's already happened. I don't really know that much about 311, to be honest, besides
1: their, their music from the 90s. He's still in the band.
0: He's still in the band, officially? S.
1: A. Yeah, S.A. Martinez is still in the band. Is it
0: him, though? Is it, did they just hire someone that looks a lot like him, <laughs> like the Red Hot Chili Peppers did with their new guitarist? Oh, yeah. Does he just look like the guy that used to dance around in the background?
1: (laughs) No, that's him. It's been the same lineup. Uh, They formed in 1988. Yeah, 30 Uh, years though. The newest member Uh joining the band in 1992 is the rap guy. Man, they must... They've had that same lineup for 25 years now with the rap guy. They must
0: be following the Zodiac method. Yeah. Because that's incredible. For a band in the tumultuous music industry to be the same bunch of guys for 30 years.
1: Like I got to tip my hat to 311. They just played here a few months ago, two nights, two sold out nights.
0: Things are going a, great.
1: Yeah, uh, in a small venue, but still. It's a bigger venue than than we play. Right. It's bigger than the Ferris wheel. So things are going great. Oh, they had um 311 day at the Mandalay Bay Event Center in Las Vegas where they played every one of their songs. Wow, really? Yeah.
0: In one day, they played all their songs?
1: Yeah. And then 311 Day 2012. Oh, yeah. They're, that's kind of really funny because it.
0: that's a record that nobody needs. Like, they didn't even need to break it. Yeah. Because no one else is going to play all of 311's songs.
1: We're playing all of three eleven songs.
0: Like, it's a Guinness record that they've played all of three eleven songs in 30 years. They don't need to do it one day. No one else has done it. I guess every band has that record about their own
1: music. They, they are currently in the studio right now. New record drops this year. So all that stuff we described is happening right now, right right at this very moment.
0: Right now he's 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 walking around and he's probably got got coffee with the bass player. Yeah. He's like, hey man, I thought I was thinking maybe there's more of like a bass kind of rap thing we could do
1: in the middle. Haven't you ever noticed that like when you play the slap bass, kind of sounds like a guy rapping? Right. Maybe we could play off that like Mr. Beast Man slapping that bass.
0: Right. I've always thought that you're the best member of the band. I always feel like our, our parts always work when I'm rapping. We're just, we're,
1: the way we bounce off each other, man, like, that's why we're best friends. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: There's lots of best friends being These thrown around. best friends around. with all of them. Yeah, yeah. she's so he's taking them all separately out to somewhere, yeah. bought lunch, and, you, and dropped the best friend term in there. Yeah. So that's, that's great. That's a festival of friendship.
1: Yeah. So this show, Tag Team, it's on YouTube. Got, got the commercials from Pittsburgh. We start out with sort of this fly-on-the-wall documentary thing of a hyped-up wrestling crowd. It's pretty cool, and I'm thinking, maybe this will be kind (laughs) of (laughs) cool. Then we get to the locker room, and Rowdy Roddy is like, well, he's got Jesse in some kind of hold, and Jesse, the body of Ventura, is screaming. Then there's a crack, and Jesse goes, oh, thanks, that did it. He was stretching his back out. Then for some reason, some little kid marches into the locker room. Mm-hmm. and says, uh, how come you guys aren't the Lizard Brothers anymore? So they used to be a tag team called the Lizard Brothers, right. but got tired of the scales, Right? they say. Um, and then the kid says, he's like, no, no, come on. It's all about having a gimmick these days. Andre the Giant without the name would just be some tall guy. Then the kid leaves, and we never see him again.
0: <laughs> That's about as much as I watched. Yeah. Because I, I remember being sidetracked thinking, wow, the Lizard Brothers, can, can you imagine what they must have looked like, those yeah, two? Yeah,
1: those two with fake scales being lizards. That sounds awesome. Yeah. And also, Andre the Giant without the name would not just be some tall guy. He'd be a giant, weird-looking man with a crazy voice.
0: Yeah, he would still be a giant.
1: He could just be called Andre. He's still huge. Right. Um,
0: so he's trying to say his gimmick is he's big. Which I guess in a way is true, but it also is but not also, true. But also he
1: is big. That's him. Right. So he also doesn't have He's not gimmick. stilt man. Right. Um, so then the, the promoter comes in and starts taunting them about how they think they can beat the Samurai Brothers. And did, did you see this part? Roddy and Jesse insist that they can beat the Samurai Brothers. I, I don't Now what, I what we're establishing here is this is a world where wrestling is an actual competition. Mm-hmm. Because the owner tells them to, that they're going to lose to the Samurai Brothers, and they refuse. Oh, wow. It's actually the owner's wife, played by uh, Shannon Tweed. Uh, oh, really? Of, yeah.
0: <laughs> I know who
1: she is. Yeah, and she uh, dated Gene Simmons, maybe still. I think they is.
0: still are. Yeah.
1: But uh, So she tells them... They've if been
0: you, dating the entire duration of 311.
1: It's, <laughs> yeah, they have. It's never clear why she wants them to lose to the Samurai Brothers. But says if they don't, if they go out there and beat them, then she's going to tell the owner that uh, they have made advances towards her. Wow! Which is not true. But they can't; they're too competitive. So they go out there. the uh, The ring announcer says that there's twenty five thousand people at this sold out show. Wow! And when the Samurai Brothers come out, you can hear all ten of them booing.
0: <laughs> that was <laughs> like us. It's literally man. like us. It was like yeah. us.
1: Um, and it's one of those things I hate in sports shows and movies. And this always happens where there's an announcer in the arena who is doing play-by-play. Okay. And that's never happened in the history of sports. But in every like, time there's a sports show,
0: mm-hmm. there's
1: someone there for the benefit of the audience telling you what they're seeing in front of them. Right.
0: That's interesting. i yeah. never thought
1: about that. Um, one of the Samurai Brothers, and they, by the way, they are managed by Mr. Fuji. Oh, nice. Yeah. One of them throws salt at Jesse the body, and Rowdy Roddy screams. He threw salt at him. <laughs> I, like it's gonna come back later. Okay, um, they get fired because they win the match. Mm-hmm. You know, they refuse to lose, and that's what happens. Then we have a really weirdly long scene where they're parking in in real time. <laughs> like you see an alleyway, and then you see them like drive up. And then, like, Jesse's on a motorcycle, and he kind of, like, backs it into a space and that's does a kickstand. That's,
0: that's, always, that's always a bad sign, because it, it seems to me, if you, if you notice that in a film, yeah. th- this, is just, this isn't even, like, a filmmaking choice. This is just be- getting to the point of being a competent filmmaker.
1: Right. You don't need to see mundane activities right. happen in real time.
0: Right. Someone gets out of a car that you don't need to have them walk across the entire street up to the actual door of the, the yeah. business.
1: And that's, that's exactly <laughs> what happens. And then they live in one of those weird 90s like, warehouse attics that every cool guy in the 90s oh, lived nice. in. Where you're going up an elevator that where, where basically you have to like, pull the rope yourself mm-hmm. and then lift up the big grate. Um, of course, they live together shirtlessly right? in a, a gym slash warehouse attic. Um,
0: I actually bet a lot of wrestlers did, were living in that exact situation. That's probably true. You'd just have to add tons of steroids and drugs. Yeah. And violent alcoholic outbursts. Yeah, it
1: probably wasn't quite as romantic as it seems <laughs> yeah. to live in a warehouse <laughs> attic. It was like living in, like, what would you, gosh. Like a squat.
0: Yeah, like a squat slash mental institution. <laughs> yeah, totally. With, with lots of weightlifting equipment. Yeah.
1: Um, they don't know how they're going to pay the rent, so they get a job as piano movers. Oh, okay. what, else, what else can you do when you're a wrestler? Right. You move pianos, but then um, that idiot, Roddy Piper, he drops the piano, <laughs> it goes down the stairs, through a brick wall, and onto the truck. Oh. So they not only destroy the piano, they destroy the moving truck and the apartment. <laughs> wow.
0: Sounds like a cool scene.
1: Yeah. and then So then they're back looking through the classifieds, and Jesse the Body Ventura says... Uh, Oh, you want to work with women? And then, again, in real time, just rowdy-rowdy, just grinning while staring at the camera. <laughs> Cut to, they are the, whatever you call them, in a women's self-defense class. The where creeps? The guys the Yeah, creeps? the guys with the women beat up. Oh. Uh, the class is taught by Kathy Kinney from the Drew Carey show, the woman with all the makeup. Is she, does she look young and, and totally different, or...?
0: I guess two carry was early 90s, <laughs> yes, huh? This is
1: only like two years before. <laughs> Gosh, that's... Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> so that doesn't work out. So then they're at the grocery store. You know how grocery stores are always getting robbed because there's so much cash there? Right. Smart um, move. So there's a guy trying to rob the, the grocery store with a baseball bat. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he gets incapacitated. And then two shotgun guys come out from one of the aisles. And Sorry. so, and they get incapacitated. And then Wait. two more shotgun guys start shooting at them from the door. So this was a gang that decided to heist a grocery store.
0: With fi- a five-man heist. A
1: five-man heist. And then they send in the baseball bat guy to talk to the one cashier and get what's in her till.
0: And then have guys flanking? Yeah, the th- guy, and then guys. shotgun
1: guys flanking him. Wow.
0: This was, this was a plan where they, they thought, we get this money in this one register, and then we kill everyone. <laughs> yeah they they must have said we at least have to kill somebody
1: well, because it's good to rob a grocery store when there's like tons of people that could be hiding elsewhere, right as like wrestlers that could come and wrestle you <laughs> um they The dialogue is straight out of the prequels because there's so much like oh good like friendship stuff about like, hey, remember the time we oh so okay. when they're fighting these guys that that's kind of a re- recurring gimmick as he says like well remember remember what the young flyers would do, and then like Roddy Piper nods. And then they do some ridiculous so th- wrestling. Move. This
0: is like the fastball special when Wolverine yeah. There's get, a lot of that stuff. Wolverine gets thrown by Colossus. Yeah. Classic move.
1: So they uh, so they take out all these <laughs> heistmen mm-hmm. with uh, with their wrestling moves. Oh, their names, by the way, I wrote that down: Billy the Body, Young Blood, and Tricky Rick McDonald. Those are great. Those names. Those are great names. Really good. Um. So the cops show up to arrest these guys. They they basically throw a guy into a giant can recycling thing and they're buried in cans. So the cop shows up and the cop's like, oh, so what outfit are you with? And they're like, what are you talking about? It's like, I thought you guys were undercover. No, we're just concerned citizens. And he says, well, too bad you're not cops. Cue the funky bass line. Cue the funky sax. Cut to them at Police Academy. Oh, wow. That yeah. took a
0: turn I didn't see coming.
1: Oh, you didn't know that this was about wrestlers no. becoming
0: cops? I knew it was just about wrestlers.
1: No, so they're, they're becoming cops. Um, so this would
0: be right at the, the height of Police Academy popularity, too. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the film
1: series. Uh, we get a nice McDonald's commercial with some steak dudes rapping about the new McDonald's steak sandwich. What up?
0: Oh, cool. You mean the the commercial right here at this yeah, point? Yeah,
1: So the yeah. Like, two guys that look like they're from a different world. <laughs> the Cosby Show spinoff, like Cockroach. A different
0: world. Okay.
1: Yeah. Anyway, so we come back from commercial. We're at police school. Their boss, none other than Lieutenant Savick
0: oh, from nice. Star Trek
1: Three, Not Kirstie Alley, but the replacement, the replacement. for Kirstie Alley. Yeah. Um, she's pointing out that in this unit, there's no room for individualists or the iconoclast. You, you know, most of you are going to fail, and that's the way I like it. Um. Then we get uh, the blonde girl from Ghostbusters from the. uh, that Bill Murray's trying to hit on with the psychic card test when he keeps electrocuting the other guy. Oh, wow. So she's our. Did you recognize that? Yeah. Right off the bat? Yeah. Well, she was also in Charles in charge. Oh, was she? Yeah, Gwendolyn. Okay. So she's like walking. She's walking like 50 dogs. And one of the dogs runs off. So. To go get the dog that runs off, she tells the other dogs to just kind of stay put. Mm. Leaves them on the sidewalk, goes into a garage, and so, of course, there's... works. Yeah. Yeah, it's tugboat. Tugboat. Yeah, I guess it does work. How is your Cheerios? Yep. He left them. Uh, <laughs> so she goes to find this dog and stumbles upon a garage murder. What? Yeah, this gang kills two undercover narcotics cops in a garage. Wow. While she's kind of peeking behind a dumpster. Um, so anyway, lots of, lots of training montages. We're worried that Tricky Rick McDonald isn't going to pass because he's just no good at book learning. And that's Roddy, you know, he, Roddy Yeah, he can do the physical stuff, but he doesn't know this, but they're buddies. Mm-hmm. So Youngblood is like, what's, how tall is what's Andre the Giant's height and weight? Mm-hmm. And he starts spouting off these facts. So, so he's grilling him on all these wrestling facts, which he knows. Wow. Then he transitions into police facts, which that's, he knows. Wow. So, of course, they, they pass the test. Um, they're assigned to a plain clothes unit, and according to Jesse the Vodaventura, plain clothes is a knee length fringe jacket <laughs> and a uh, peacock feather earring.
0: I love Jesse Ventura. Yeah.
1: Um, so they are going to protect this girl because she's a witness, and um, she lives in this giant house by herself. Mm-hmm. And of course, the gang comes after her to kill her. Again, big wrestling fight. Basically, the rest of it, there's just lots of. Lots of them hanging out shirtless and joking with each other, and lots of them taking down drug dealers with wrestling. I think you've as got cops.
0: That's that sounds great. I'm imagining a really cool movie, but it, it doesn't sound like it was as cool as I'm imagining.
1: Yeah, it has a nice ending. So they, of course, they save the day. Um, oh, they're they're actually they're trying to get the girl to the courthouse to testify. Ah, and and then the gang's like, one more chance. We got to kill her in broad daylight in front of all the cops. <laughs> right. We can't have her testify against this one dude. Um, so at one point, Jesse the Body Ventura is like getting choked out against a tree, mm-hmm. and he holds out his hand for a tag, <laughs> <laughs> and Rowdy Roddy tags him and then beats the guy up. And then Gosh. these these thugs, who again are willing to murder a, a woman, uh, they get stopped by they they get tossed into a fountain. Ah, and then that's thwarts their plan. And that's it. So then the capper, after the plot is done, they're just hanging out shirtless at their house. Rowdy Roddy's in a towel. It's very Miami (laughs) connection-like. So Rowdy Roddy's shirtless in a towel. Jesse's shirtless and and pumping on Girl comes over. She's like, I just want to thank you. And here's a puppy. And gives them a puppy. Uh, They name it Body Slam. And then the camera pans over to this giant wall that's full of photos of the dudes and Mm -hmm. stops on a picture of them in their police outfits. (laughs) And uh, and damnedest thing, the show just never got picked up. This is the only episode. This could have been a long-running series.
0: What what is the inspiration for this? I've I've been trying to think the whole time we've been talking. There's got to be a besides Police Academy. There must be a clear inspiration. Is this is this Forty Eight Hours? Is this like unlike or or like Beverly Hills Cop sort of thing? Like there's got to be a little
1: of Beverly Hills Cop. Probably some some Cagney and Lacey, Starsky and Hutch, Mm -hmm. Lethal Weapon. I and mean, it's a long, long history of buddy cop things. Yeah, and then these guys—they're—they're they're pretty good. They're pretty decent actors. They're very likable. Well, they have good banter. They have good chemistry. Well, together. They, they both
0: are. Uh, Adventure is great in in Predator.
1: Yeah, and, and they live. And they
0: live. It's classic. Yeah, I guess like we've talked about, you have to be multifaceted, multi-skilled to be a wrestler.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't. It's it's kind of fun to watch it just for the nostalgia, but it's it's got that. It's in that dead zone where yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like perfectly mediocre. Like it's not good, mm. but it's not really that bad. It's just, it's pretty fine. I don't regret watching it. That's, that's a, I guess
0: most TV and movies is win-win. Yeah. Because
1: like you said, that was mediocre,
0: which is without a doubt the worst thing something can be. Yeah. And you still say, yeah, oh, it's enjoyable. Because great film is great and bad film I think is better I prefer it to great right. film I yeah. love it even I have so much more enjoyment out of stuff like that so yeah I say, I say watch tag team even though I only watch three minutes of it <laughs> yeah
1: no, yeah, go for it just watch it for the old commercials mm-hmm. actually just go straight to it and just look up old commercials on YouTube yeah why not I wonder man my, I told you how my dad was an obsessive VHS collector yes is it still there I wonder, because the commercials are what's worth something. Yes, I'd yeah. have to find a VCR. I don't think they make them anymore. I have a VCR. Oh yeah, I actually have several. <laughs> <laughs> They're with the tapes, right? I keep them with. The, oh, where do I keep them? With the tapes.
0: The thing that's interesting is when I record. I recorded tons of stuff off TV and in, in, in the back in the day too, and I had tons of VHS. But I don't. I haven't really gone back and. And reviewed a lot of it. Oddly
1: you know <laughs> I mean? enough, I haven't really reviewed all those
0: things. Even even owning a DVD collection, which right. is now becoming totally
1: outdated. I look yeah. at all these
0: DVDs, and I'm like, God, some of them are still in the plastic. I
1: haven't, I have, I haven't I have even DVDs watched this. DVDs like that, yeah. God, the waste of time and resources. I was taping yeah. Seinfeld. Right. And then I was hooking up two VCRs to cut the commercials out of Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. And then I also wanted them to be in order. So I'd tape them on the reruns, and then I'd try to construct them in order
0: in air date order?
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: Based How'd you do on, that? Based on TV
1: Guide? <laughs> Pretty much. Wow. And then... It's quite an endeavor. And then, like, five years later, DVDs are a thing. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, that was a big waste of time. <laughs> right. This is and then I buy the DVDs that at the time are, like... $100 <laughs> Yeah, for
0: a, for a season?
1: Yeah. And then it's like, well, now it's all on my phone. Mm. It's all in my fucking pocket. It's strange. wild, man. It is kind of wild, man. And I know that it's, it's a kind of a cliche thing to talk about, but let's really think about it, guys, listeners out there. Right. Uh, Crazy. Because DVDs were a thing even, like, ten years ago. Remember, remember that friend of ours that has an entire basement full of every DVD there is? Right. What a loser. What a sucker. Let's go hit him with a chair.